drivers. We normally in our lives call them train wrecks, right? <laughs> Instead of plane crashes. But same thing. And we have those happen. And then all of a sudden, life is different, isn't it? In just a matter of moments, how quickly it can change. Phone call from a doctor. Knock on the door from a state trooper. Telegram from the uh, armed forces somewhere. And life changes in just a moment. And then we sit there on the, on, on the beach of our life, you know, and we're looking out and just like he did and wonder, how in the world did I get here? How in the world did, did all this happen to me? I mean, everything was perfect. You know, I was about to get married and I was about to have this and I was about to have a future and all of these things. And then, boom, it just all falls apart. How in the world did it fall apart? And if that's where you are today, I got good news for you because that's the message. That's where we're headed. How do you get off that beach? How do you turn it all around? How do you make sense of all the, uh, all the, uh, the trash and the garbage and the destruction that life brings your way? Because it does come your way, and it happens. And sometimes, sometimes you mess up. Somebody say amen. And sometimes other people mess you up. <laughs> Either way, we still need to get off the beach. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. I mean, you know, what, once you get right here, I mean, you know, it's not time to point fingers. I mean, you know, he could be pointing fingers at everybody that messed up about that plane, but... It's not time to point fingers. It's time to get back to life. It's time to get back to the dream that God had for you. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we're going to watch a few more clips. And, and um, I, I told the 9 a.m., you know, I guess, I guess I'm just really, really, really weird and strange. But just about everything I see in my life, uh, I, I see sermons in. I, mean, I just, see it, just see it illustrated. And this, this, <laughs> this crazy movie right here, I had one lady asked me yesterday, uh, I was a Walmart, the checkout lady, she would ask me a couple of questions, and, and I t- I, we got into this discussion about what I was doing today, and she said, oh, I made the mistake of going to see that movie in the, in the uh, movie theater, and I said, what? what? What are you talking about? You made the mistake. I said, oh, that's such a great movie, but uh, I guess not everybody liked it as much as I did, and I was watching it, and I said, man, all these sermon illustrations, there's, there's some good stuff in here, and we'll bring some of that out to you today. Let's have a word of prayer. God, I love you. Thank you, God, Lord, for your presence that we have, Lord, that w- we hadn't just been told that you were here today. Your word didn't just promise us you would be. God, you have been here, Lord, already. We know you are in this place, God. We have witnessed your presence. We have felt your touch, God. And uh, we've pressed in like Jamie told us to, God. And we just thank you, God, for visiting us today with us, uh, God, being here. And I just ask you, Lord, to, to please, God, somebody's on the beach today. Somebody's just gone through a big plane crash, train wreck, God, and they need you to pull it back together. And God, it doesn't matter who's at fault right now. We, we just need it fixed. God, we need, some, we need some vision again. We need a future again. We need, God, for you to help us get through all this. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let's hear something from God today, okay? Now, uh, I do want to say real quick, uh, if I can, that this is uh, our island series the next three weeks. <clears throat> going to conclude on Father's Day. We have some really special stuff we want to do on Father's Day. And so if your dad does not go to church, definitely Make sure he's here. Two weeks from today, okay? So now you can say, now that you've been here, some of you didn't believe me, I guess. You didn't think, you know, we was going to wear our flip-flops or our, our beach shoes or whatever, you know. And, and you can tell your dad, you know, and, and, and listen, if you didn't get the, the emails Friday, let me just go ahead and say this. We don't do this kind of thing just to keep you awake so that you don't nod off to sleep while I'm preaching. And, and I do love doing this kind of stuff. This is just fun stuff to me, and especially if you can get a sermon out of it. I just love it. I guess all the way back to my, my youth pastor days, you know, and having to keep kids' attention and finding a place to connect with them. But the reason we do this is because it fits the church 2911 dream, which is we're not about us. We're about somebody else. 
And this gives you a great opportunity to invite somebody to come be with you because you're not asking them to come to hear your preacher preach for 40 minutes. You're telling them, hey, we got this cool series going on right now. Come, go find your flip-flops and let's go to church Sunday. And so please, listen, I, I pray that at the end of this service today, I pray you're saying, I wish I had invited, and you're going to fill in a blank. Then do that this next week because next week we're going to talk about peace be the journey and the following week is shock abroad on father's day so make sure your dad's here especially if he doesn't go to church there are there's some some powerful things we want to do make sure all of your family's here okay we're gonna to go to another clip and this clip follows right after what you just saw hey, he's sitting there on the beach and then we're going to look at the very next thing that happens now yesterday when we got home from the wedding my son got married yesterday so we're empty nesters almost you know they, they keep coming back you know how that is um but uh, we were sitting at home after the wedding was over, and I heard, heard a, a, somebody interviewing someone on TV. He didn't see who it was, some young lady they interviewed. And they asked her, uh, you know, if you were marooned on a deserted island, you know, what three things would you take with her? Well, I, with you. And so I, I just turned to Dave. I said, what would you take with you? And she said, now, <clears throat> you got you to think about this. Yesterday, uh, it was a wedding. You know, it was her son's wedding. She was the mother of the groom, you know, and she wanted to look really good. It was humid outside, and so immediately she's already thinking about that. And, and I talk about being on an island, and she's thinking about humidity as well. And so I said, what would you take? She didn't even get to three things. She just had one, a blow dryer. That's what she would take with her, you know. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, all the stuff that you know. I mean, I'm talking about food, you know. I'm pretty picky about my food. So, you know, I'm thinking about all that kind of stuff. She wants to, and I'm wondering, where are you going to plug that thing in, you know, <laughs> on, a, on an island? So sometimes we don't make really good decisions when we're thinking about those kinds of things. We kind of get in a train wreck, plane crash, problems in our life, and we start pointing and thinking about other things instead of thinking about the smart stuff to do. And so let's... Let's, uh, as my second grade teacher used to say, let's put our thinking cap on today and let's start thinking about life. The second clip. Here's what he did, okay? Very next thing Chuck did. I love that. He doesn't just gather the package. FedEx guy kicks in. He's sorting the packages like he's about to load them on a van and he's going to drive them somewhere, right? I mean, you know, and I know what the, the, the writer and the director were going for there. If you've seen the movie, he's really a jerk to work for. I mean, he's just one of those guys that he's just da 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 And so that's what they're going for there is, you know, he's, he's still in character. He's still the FedEx guy. You know, he's sorted. He's thinking, I'm about to deliver these packages. That's what I've got to do is still got to get them back. And uh, so, you know, here, I, uh, you know, man, I just, I just see scripture truth right here. Because no matter what, the plane crash, train wreck, storm, rain, whatever it is that happens in your life, no matter what happens, that does not change who you are in Christ. It, it does not change. Now, now uh, there's, an important, there's an important little phrase there at the end of that. That doesn't change who you are, what did I say? In Christ. It does not change. So it doesn't matter because like we said already, you know, some of the things we do to ourselves, some of the things other people do to us. I mean, this storm, you know, Chuck didn't do that. And he wasn't the guy, you know, for whatever reason, he wasn't the guy that got them off course and got them into that storm. I mean, he didn't do that, but he's the guy that's there on the, of course, the rest of the guys are dead. I guess he's a little better off than they are, but still, you know, junk happens in our life, but the junk that happens in your life does not change who you are in Christ, but that in Christ is the important part. Let me take you to scripture, Romans chapter eight, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And I like the fact that Paul, he went all the way to the very 
edge of all the bad stuff that could happen in your life. Has any of this happened to you? I mean, any, anybody, you know, had a sword up next to your neck over the last couple of days or anything like that? I mean, have you had tribulation or persecution like he's talking about there? I mean, he's talking first century stuff, okay? He's talking about early church, I mean, when, you know, when they were really persecuted. We've not had this kind of stuff, but I like the fact that Paul goes all the way to the edge of that and said the very worst that can happen to you, Okay. He says, shall this separate us? Because if, if, if we can handle this, if, if he says that the love of Christ can handle this, then the love of Christ can handle the stuff you and I are going through on a daily basis, right? Look at the next couple of verses. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. Again, there it is. That is in Christ Jesus. None of these things. Here, listen. No matter what has happened in your life, it does not change who you are in Christ. You are still his child. He still loves you. The, the worst sinner in the whole world that is going to spend eternity in hell, God still loves them just as much as he loves me and you sitting here worshiping. And glory. It does not change one thing about who you are except you've got to remember this part. It's got to be the in Christ. Here's the, here's the problem with us. Here's the problem you're having with your life. If things have just swamped you over and you can't handle it, you can't figure it out, you can't fix it, you don't know how to pull it all together, the problem is these last two words. It's not in Christ. If you'll get your tribulations in Christ, if you'll get your decisions in Christ, if you'll get your daily life in Christ, if you'll get your prayer life in Christ, if you'll start doing things in Christ, we're doing it Outside of Christ, we're doing it on our own. We've got it all figured out. We know how to handle that. I can work a job. I can make some money. I can pay the bills. And so, you know, that's why we have financial trouble is because our finances aren't in Christ. Oh, I know the problem with my family right now is I've got a, a brother or I've got a nephew or I've got somebody that's just making a lot of trouble. Well, I'll fix that. I'll go and talk to them and I'll straight. And that's why you got problems in your family is because you haven't put your family in Christ. Whatever your situation is, if you've got problems there that you can't handle, the reason is because you've not put it in Christ. Take your whole life and put it in Christ because when it's in Christ, there's not a train wreck that can come your way that can, that can overcome you. There's not a, a, a plane crash that can overtake you that you can't come, overcome because the word of God says in Oh, somebody say all. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord because our life is in Christ. So that's the first thing you got to do is you got to put it in Christ, okay? So now, the second clip. Uh, let, me, let me set this up for you just a little bit. And it, it, it looks a little bit like maybe he's uh, not doing what I just said he was doing, you know, about he's remaining the same. He's still the FedEx guy. None of that has changed, who he is, whatever. Except now he does start opening some of the practices. But he starts opening them to see if he can find anything to use. And so just kind of pay attention. See if he finds anything he can use. I remember the first time I saw this movie, that's what I was thinking. I thought, man, he's not found anything he can use. And all of a sudden, man, he's cutting material with the skates. He's chopping into those coconuts. He can't figure out. He's, he take, took the net off the top of that dress, and he's made him a net to catch some fish that he doesn't really like, but at least he's catching fish now. You know what? And, and I thought, you know, I would have missed that. You know, I would have I missed that. You know, I'd probably thought, well, I can put these things back in the box, just take them on, you know. 
I would have missed so many. Even, even the videotape he uses later when he builds the raft and he escapes from the island, he uses the videotape and you think it's not real strong, but you keep wrapping it around enough. I mean, yeah, it'll hold some stuff. And he uses all these things. He finds all these things. Here's the thing that he does. Yeah, he's, he's still the FedEx guy, so it has not changed anything about him. But you know what? He finally comes to the place that, okay, I'm not going to get these things delivered in the next couple of days, weeks, months. It actually ends up being years. And so he realizes what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to dig into this stuff, see if there's something here I can use. And he finds a lot of stuff that he can use to sustain his life to get there. You know what? If, if he dies on the island, it doesn't matter whether the boxes were open or not. Right? You know, here's one of the things you're going to have to start doing. You, you've got to start distinguishing in your life between the majors and the minors. If you're not careful, you will let all the minors just crowd you up so much into your life that you won't have time to do the major stuff. And, you know, that, that's exactly what happens, spiritually speaking. I mean, if we all had 30 more minutes of the day to be more spiritual, what would we do with that? Well, we'd read our Bible like we haven't been reading, or we'd pray like we haven't been praying because we don't have enough time to do those kinds of things that we do. We need to, we need to quit majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. We need to start distinguishing. Let me take you to a couple of scriptures right here. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. That verse edify, that word edify there means doesn't build up. Now, Paul is not saying that, hey, you can do whatever you want to. Everything's lawful. That's, he's talking about meats, okay? He's talking about that, but he's given us something, if you put it in context, uh, some understanding there, that God has created a whole lot of good stuff out here. Man, we can have a whole lot of fun. But, you know, if uh, Monday is uh, video game day and Tuesday is uh, golf day and Thursday is fishing day and Friday is, uh, I don't know, you know, softball day and, you know, and Saturday is going to be, you know, and Sunday is going to be NASCAR or something like that. I mean, you know, it's, God wants us to enjoy life. I mean, Jesus Christ came that we'd have life and life more abundantly. But we've got to start distinguishing between the majors and the minors, and we've got to make sure that we're taking care of the stuff that needs to be taken care of. So all things are good. All things are good that he created, but everything doesn't edify and everything doesn't build up. And so we've got to make sure we hold on. And so what we do sometimes is we protect stuff that we need to be killing. We need to get it out of our life. We don't even need it around us. I mean, come on here. I, you know, I can tell you that I could, I could, I give you some stories of some, of some young ladies that man, they needed to, they needed to have gotten a guy out of their life a long time ago. You know, and now they've gone through a quick marriage and a quick divorce and, you know, because they didn't get some stuff and a guy out of their life. And I'll be more hard on us guys because, uh, you know, we're supposed to be the spiritual leader. So I'll be more hard on us guys than, but guys, there's some of, some of us, sometimes we get some girls in our life we shouldn't have, or we make decisions financially. We bring stuff into our life and then we say, no, we got to have this, got to have that. You know, and we'll find a way, you know, Ooh, we got God, you really want me to meddle there? I guess I can if uh, he brought it to my attention right there. But, you know, you know, we, you know, we give that $5 a week every, every week to the church, you know, and call that our tithes or whatever, but, you know, because we, we really can't afford to do anything else. But we want a swimming pool in the backyard. We'll find a way to get a swimming pool in the backyard. And I hope nobody just put a swimming pool in their backyard the last couple of weeks because I'm not coming down on you. I'm just saying, you know what? That's what we'll do. We'll tell, we'll tell God. We'll figure it out. We'll how, figure out how to be more spiritual when we've got time or money or we'll figure that out. But man, when it's something we want, when it's one of our minors that we want, we'll find a way. And here's the thing is, is I've learned being a pastor now for about 17 or 18 years is I can tell you, people will do what they want to do. You can't get them to do what they don't want to do, but if they want to do it, you can't keep them from doing it. What we've got to do is we've got to change our thinking so that the majors become the majors again and the minors become the minors again. And we start doing the important stuff and we, we don't 
push aside the important stuff to get the, to get the minor stuff done. We've got to pay attention in our lives and make sure that we get it done. What's that? First Thessalonians also right here it says, test all things and then hold fast. Let everything else go that needs to go, but make sure you're holding on to the stuff that matters. Are you holding on to the stuff that matters today? Okay, here, here's this last little point. Let me say before we get to another clip is you've got to wake up every day of your life and start making decisions. I mean, this guy, if he didn't make decisions every day, he was going to die. I mean, he didn't have a mom to wash his clothes, fold them up, and put them away. You know, he didn't have a mom to fix his meals, go to the grocery store, buy it in the first place. He didn't have a, he had to get up every day and he had to dig for everything that he was going to have. And spiritually speaking, that's why some of you are still on a beach in the middle of your shipwreck wondering why life is not ever coming together for you. Spiritually speaking, it's because you're waiting on your mom to show up. I mean, you know, I'm your mom on Sunday morning. You show up. You want me to feed you a meal. You want me to hand it to you. You want me to spoon feed. Oh, my goodness. I am really meddling. Somebody better pray for me that I don't get meddled too much. You waiting for me to spoon feed you a meal. And you know what happens by, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? You are starving to death again. And you're wondering why you're still on the beach. It's because you're not waking up every single day. You got to wake up and you got to go for it. Spiritually speaking, you got to get out there and you got to find your own meal. You got to find your own way to feed yourself because I'm not there on Monday and I'm not there on Tuesday and you might find a CD on Wednesday or whatever, but you know, you got to be able to get your own way and start making up your own mind and figuring out what are the good things that God wants me to have in my life and let some of those minor things go. So I can, after I've tested and figured out what's right, I can hold to the things that are good. Amen. Okay, so now we're going to go to another clip. And we have, we have a celebrity with us today. Someone from the movie is actually with us today. It is Wilson. He, he, is, he came to church to be with us today. Now, I've got to tell you this about Wilson. You know, there wasn't a lot of dialogue in this movie after, you know, the plane crash until Wilson showed up. And let me, let me apologize for those of you a little squeamish. There'll be just a little blood right here because that's how Wilson was created, okay? I love that. Wilson. You don't have to do anything. I'll do all the paddling. You just hang on. <laughs> How many of you, when he was, uh, maybe just if you've never seen the movie when you were watching this clip, or maybe when you saw the movie, when the rope slipped out of his hand, you were thinking, oh, go ahead. You can make it. Anybody? <laughs> I was. I was thinking, I'll go ahead and try it. You know, it's just a movie, but, you know, you're trying to get into it that it's supposed to be real life, right? And so you're telling the guy to go after it. Uh, in case there may be somebody here that, that doesn't, isn't quite getting this whole thing, I want to make sure everybody understands something about it, okay? Would you turn to the person next to you and say, Wilson isn't real? Okay. I just want to make sure everybody gets that because Wilson wasn't real, you know, when he and wakes up in the middle of that. You're still awake? Yeah, Wilson's always awake. He doesn't have eyelids, so he's always awake, right? Uh, you, you scared me, too. You know, I, I love some of that. You know, it's just there, there was no conversation until Wilson showed up, and then I'm a little worried about some of the conversation <laughs> that maybe happened. Uh, but Wilson, Wilson wasn't real. He wasn't real. Yet here I was. I was cheering him on in my heart. Go for it. You can get it. And so if he had gone after Wilson, he might have saved Wilson, but if he didn't make it back to that raft, I mean, what good is it to do, to, you know, to save a volleyball if you can't get him back home? And he wasn't real. Okay, how often do we do this as well? How often, how often do we hang on to the stuff that's not real and let go of the stuff that is real? You know, this is like the other side of what I just talked to you about, point number two. Because now we're talking about, you, you know, you've got to let go of some of that stuff that's not real. 
Okay, like you got to hang on test and hang on what is good. That means you got to let go of some stuff. There's some stuff in your life you need to let go of. There's some past stuff. There's some scars. There's some mistakes. There's some, you know, some, some of you, every day that you live, you are living your mistake and you are like regretting it. You, you can't even get up and get hardly anything done because you are so upset about the mistake. You can't get over the mistake. You know what you need to do? You need to do what we just talked about. You need to put it in Christ because if your sin is in Christ, you don't have to deal with the pain of it anymore. You don't have to deal with the scars. You don't have to sit and worry yourself about it anymore because if it's in Christ, it's under the blood, it's forgiven, and the only person that's remembering it is you and the devil, and you need to forget about it and go on. Let me take you to Scripture right here from the book of uh, Hebrews. For, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Mm. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full, or full age, that is, those who, have, who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Brethren, I do not count myself to... I'm sorry, we're skipping over to Philippians now. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead... I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. Again, in Christ. There's a, there's a prize. There's a goal. There's a prize. And there's something to be won. And, but you can only win it in Christ. So what, what we need to do is we need to back up. Look at those first verses of Scripture. We need to back up and we need to check some of those things in our life that we ought not have in our life in any way. And we need to let go of some of those things. Because you know, you know, what's, you know what's temporal? Everything you see around you is temporal. Meaning that it's temporary. You look around. Everything you can see with your eyes is going to pass away. person sitting next to you is going to pass away. Are you married today? That gold, it's going somewhere one day. It's going to pass away. Platinum, whatever your ring's made out of. I don't care. It's all going to pass away. And the, it's, just, it's just like Wilson. It's temporary. It's not real. It's something we see, but it's not real. And it is going to pass away. Only the things of God, the things that are in Christ, the things that we have in the spirit realm, those are the only things that are going to be forever. And so we have got to let go of all those things so we can hang on to the good. You've got some stuff to let go of. You, you've got some, you might even have some sin to let go of, but you've got some mistakes. Yeah, just forget about it. Go on. You're on the beach now. I mean, it doesn't matter who messed up. Forget about it. Get it under the blood and go on. And you've got to go on so that you can get a hold of those things that are important. Last, last uh, group of, of clips here. And these are from different places uh, of the movie. And uh, you're actually going to see some scenes now from after he rescues himself. I mean, he doesn't really, re- nobody rescues him. He escapes himself. But there's something, there's something about these clips that pulls them all together. And just think this one word right here, wings. Finds this package. Different from all the rest. It's got these wings on it. And when he starts opening all these boxes, he pulls that one out. And I kind of pulled that clip out of the middle of it. We pulled it out of the middle of that one so because it fit right here. And he starts to open it, and then he sees those wings again, and he stops. Something tells him, just hang on to it. He kind of just feels the wings, and he just hangs on to it. Something different about this package. There's something inside telling him, don't, don't open this one. This one's, this one's different. And he better thank his lucky stars for the still small voice that said, don't open the package, because it was a special package. You see, this, this package, uh, it became the thing. I mean, it, it was like 
it was like his mission now. You know, not just to get back from me, but here's this one package. I'm going to deliver one package. Plane crash, train wreck, whatever's happened in my life, I'm still a FedEx man. I'm still who I am in Christ. I'm going to complete part of my mission. And here is the, this is all the mission I've got left is I've got this. And then we see him at the end of the movie. That was the very last clip right there, the very last scene of the movie. And we see him. What is he doing? Delivering the package. He's still who he was all the time. Didn't, didn't matter. He, he still maintained who he was. It was and it was this thing. It, it gave him some, you, you, if you see the movie, you see how, the care that he took to take, to take it. Make sure he got it. When he uh, built the raft, he had it there, and he had it all wrapped up and tied down. He lost Wilson, but he didn't lose this box. I mean, it became his focus. It became his mission. You've got to have a focus, and you've got to have a mission if you're going to make it tomorrow. Uh, that's part of a lot of our problems. We don't, we don't have any reason to make it tomorrow. We're just trying to kind of make it through the day. We don't have a focus. We don't have a vision. We don't have a plan. We don't have a dream. We, we, we don't realize that God's got one for us as well. He better thank his lucky stars also of that, that little voice that said, hang on to this one, because it was the inspiration that got him off the island. When he found that piece of a, of a port john on the beach there, and, and, and he stood it up, and then the wind blew it down, and, and the wings on that box, they kind of gave him the inspiration to think, hey, these could be the wings, because he had tried to get over the waves before in another raft, and he couldn't because it was just too high. But he thought the wings, and so it was his inspiration, and that's why he put them on, his, on the raft. And so, you know, just the right time, he threw them up, and the wind caught him, and the wings blew him on over. It, they were his inspiration of getting him escaped, getting him off the island, getting him off the beach of the place that he had been shipwrecked, uh, plane wrecked, uh, train wrecked, whatever wreck it was, uh, I guess, in your life. It was his inspiration because he listened to the still, small voice inside of him that said, this is going to be important. You need to pay attention here. It was also his future, what, what he was looking. And we see that's how, that's how the movie ends, with a little gleam in his eye, a little beginnings of a little smile. When he sees the wings on the back of the truck, he just delivered the package to the home and the lady wasn't there. But then he has a conversation with her. And he turns as she's driving away and he sees the wings on the back. And we had to cut this out because it's just too long. He stands there for a minute and thinks about all of his options. He looks down the roads, you know, that he's thinking he's there at the, this four-way stop, you know, and he's looking at all these places he could go. And then he turns back around and you saw that clip and that's when he's looking at the, the, the uh, tailgate of the truck one more time and he sees the wings and you can, you can see it in his eyes. I think I'll go talk to her. The wings were his future. And if he hadn't paid attention to the still small voice way back when and kept paying attention to the still small voice, he would have missed his future. He would have missed his opportunity. He would have missed the... the he still, he still has a lot. His, his fiancée, or the lady he wanted to be his fiancée, she, she had had to give him up for dead finally after several years, and she got married, and she had her own child. He had already, you know, he's already tried to reconcile with her. Well, she's married, got her own child. So it's like, what am I going to do now? And there was his future, and it was right. And you know what? If he, if he hadn't turned around, if he hadn't paid attention to what was going on in his life, his future would have just driven on down the road and he'd have wandered around aimlessly for the rest of his life. And that's exactly where some of us are spiritually, aren't we? We just kind of live in life, and we're not paying attention to God. We don't have time to talk to him, to hear from him. You know, if we just get through, all I need is three meals today. If I can get those, I'm good. We don't need God. God's got a big, beautiful future for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts, the plans, the dreams I have for you, says God. Not of evil, but good. 
to give you a future and a hope. And we just live our life without stopping and thinking, I need to hear the still, small voice. You need to hear the still, small voice every single day. Would you stand with me? I want to ask, I want to ask you to join me around the front. We do this most of the time. Would everyone come? Visitors, everybody, you're welcome to come. We're going to close here for, with a prayer. I want to invite everybody to come. Please, if you will, if you've got time, just spend another couple of moments with us.